Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Your host, Dustin Lunt. Other host, Jake Trowbridge. How are you doing tonight, Jake? So well. I couldn't not be doing well right now because it's playoff time. Playoffs. I know. I'm so excited. As we were just talking about right before we hit record, I'm in the playoffs in all of but one of my leagues this year, which is five leagues, so it's not like I'm in 50 leagues or something. But but four or five, I'm taking it. Humble brag without the humble. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, right there. That's what it's all about. I'm not going to talk about how many I'm in or not. <laughs> Especially after that, it's just going to be deflating to me. But I am in the playoffs in some leagues, and that makes it uh, obviously worth my time and well, energy. It's always worth the time because you don't want to be the toilet bowl winner. Let's be honest. You don't want to finish last. No, never. Uh, that is that has a special amount of shame attached to it. That that you do not want that stink yeah, upon you for the lingers. entire off season. I was going to say it lingers for a year, yes, really, not even just the off season yeah. and beyond. It still carries that weight with it. It really I does. I don't need that kind of business. I'm no. my business. So you're absolutely right. Um, so to all of you who have been eliminated from playoff contention and are still listening to our podcast, first of all. Appreciate the dedication. Yes, thank you very much. It. And also continue continue mm-hmm. on playing because you don't want to be in the toilet bowl. That's right. Um, spoiler alert. That's what our mailbag question is going to be about today. Slash Ooh. question of the day is going to be about today. Nice. But first, as always, what we drinking? What are we drinking? So we've got from Three Sheeps Brewing in, out of Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan. The Bon Bon, their chocolate milk stout. Yeah. Now, this sounds delicious. I don't think I've ever had it. Me neither. That's why I was very amped about it. Um, it says right on the bottle that it is chocolatey, decadent, and smooth. So if it doesn't hit all three of those marks... It's going to be a severe disappointment. I'm going to be so bummed out. It also says brewed with heart and science. Oh. See, you got to like that. Sheep's hearts, I bet. Uh, I bet I, that's I wouldn't what like is. that. Well... Don't knock it till you've tried it. That's true. Don't try it till you've gagged a little. <laughs> oh, that smell. Yeah, that smells milky. We've mm-hmm. been hitting these milk stouts here. A little bit. Which I'm okay with. Because yeah. I, I love milk stouts. Tills, tis the season. Yeah, the sweetness is always uh, a factor. It can be too sweet sometimes. Well, I get like the, uh, the NWO the back in the day. Too mm-hmm. sweet. Um, I get the chocolate at the end. That's nice. Where's it at in the beginning? I don't get much of it at the end. I just get regular ass milk stout. Hmm. That's what I get. That's what it should say on the bottle. Regular ass milk stout from Three Sheeps. It's it's a little disappointing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I love Three Sheeps. I've had a bunch of their beers. They're always very good. Can I also say not that smooth? No. It's got like a weird, uh, like almost fizzle to it. Mm-hmm. That's not not usual for this style. No. So one out of three, maybe decadent. Is it that sheep heart? <laughs> it could be. It could be that fucking sheep heart. Don't be so literal next time. Or yeah. or 
Maybe uh, there's not enough sheep heart. Be too that's the problem. I was going to say, maybe they only did the one. They should be doing three. Yes. It's in the branding. It is. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. But it you know is. what? We can power through. Absolutely. Because we're grown adults. Because we're professionals here on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. If this was my personal time, I would. No, I'd still, I'd drink, still it. drink it. Let's it's honest. not that bad. Yeah. This isn't a pour one out. Is no. That bad. Oh, God, no. No. All right. Well, while we are not savoring that while we are sipping though and getting through it let's talk from our mailbag so this one is not a real send-in from our listeners but i saw this on twitter i think it's an important thing for us to talk about and very apropos timing wise came from jeff ratcliffe hashtag rat pack ha- oh oh really yeah don't you listen to the podcast no nope. Wow. I just saw it on Twitter. No, it's it's a good podcast. In fact, I don't even follow him on Twitter. Oh. I just saw somebody else had retweeted it. Nice. So Okay. This is all wow. secondhand. Secondhand rap pack stuff. But he he uh, insinuated mm-hmm. on his Twitter that anybody not in the playoffs this week needs to keep their goddamn filthy hands off the waiver wire. So my question to you is if you don't make the fantasy playoffs in a redraft league, should you be allowed to continue picking up players off the waivers? Yes, you should. Yes. I do. A hundred percent. I think you should. Here's the reason why. There's a lot of leagues out there. I wish ours was like this, mm-hmm. and, and it's not our redraft league. Uh, there's a lot of leagues out there that have severe punishments for finishing last. Oh, yeah. So you want to yeah, so be able to have the best lineup possible. Mm-hmm. And if you're working off the fab system or whatnot. Yep. Yeah, spend your money, use your priority waiver wire. It doesn't matter. You're you're still in the league. The league is still going, even though it's the playoffs. You may not be in the championship bracket. Maybe you're in the loser's bracket, but you're still playing for something at this point. Yeah, you have a matchup, Mm -hmm. right, that you have to play for. You have Mm -hmm. a head-to-head going. Just because it's not for the ship doesn't mean that that's not... It's there. It's in Mm -hmm. your app. When you open it up, you are playing against somebody. Exactly. So are you just supposed to sit it out? No. That's stupid. That right? wouldn't be acceptable any other time of the season. You don't want an absent owner that doesn't isn't active in the league, yep. isn't active on the waiver wire, isn't setting up, you know, a, a, a proper lineup. Why why should that change during the playoffs? Why why should just the people that made the playoffs get to choose the players off the waiver wire just because right. they happen to have a really good team and they're in the playoffs? Sure, like or said, lucked in in some cases based right. on division things and absolutely and whatnot. Um, it's just stupid. There's a consolation bracket for a reason. Mm-hmm. So those people have to keep playing. Uh, if you didn't get the player because they got it first, well, boo fucking who. Exactly. Um, deal with it just like you would literally any other, any week. other week. Exactly. Out of the season. These people who there, – there was adamant uh, debate on this and a lot of people in favor of his mode of thinking, which was – no, you you are basically just stealing a player from from a contender. There's no need for you. You you should lock, because you know in the NFL, people who are bounced out of the playoffs don't keep playing. Yeah, but in the NFL, they still get to choose off the waiver wire if someone cleared. You know, if someone was cut from a team, they would still true. get the waiver priority. That doesn't end just because they're out of the playoffs, right? And there are already six teams technically eliminated from the mm-hmm. playoff contention right now so do those teams just stop playing no right so neither should you <laughs> all right but uh yeah I, I i didn't know if we would necessarily be in agreement about that mm-hmm. um but i'm happy that we were yeah oh look at us but if listeners are not in agreement with us you can certainly feel free to tweet us and explain yourself 
explain yourself calmly and rationally or not um and let us know what you think yeah absolutely all right there is no beer bet payoff this week womp 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 but never fear, we might have one brewing for this episode. We could. Because I've been looking at this show sheet, and I, I have some questions. So, do we want to get into it? Let's do it. All right. All right. Starting, as always, with our waiver wire pickups. Jake, why don't you lead us off this week? Nothing would make me happier than to announce that Ryan Fitzpatrick is my quarterback pickup for this week. And as we're as we're looking at this week, look again, it's the playoffs. So I had some some criteria that that I needed my guys to meet. And it wasn't just about this week, but it has to kind of be about this week. I didn't include anybody that had a really terrible matchup this week. Um, you know, if if you have a, a first round buy, as you do in our league, then this does not apply to you. Um, but for the most people, you want them to do well this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick, coming off a, a goddamn wrecking ball performance, which we know he's capable of in literally any given week. Um, the the Dolphins are not tanking, evidently. They are in this to win this, at least for if these few weeks. If they are tanking, they don't understand the word tanking, which that's, could be. That's correct. We don't know. Did you mean ranking? Uh, hey, and they're eliminated from playoff contention. So, to our earlier point, mm-hmm. uh, they're still doing this shit. In any case, Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the Jets this week, which is a middle-of-the-road matchup for quarterbacks. Then he gets the Giants and Cincinnati to close out the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs. None of them are a lower-half uh, defense in terms of what they allow to opposing quarterbacks. Jets are 16th in what they allow. Giants are 9th. Bengals are 6th. And Fitzpatrick is money in these scenarios. Okay. Perfect. Well, I've got a Ryan as well on my waiver wire pickup. <gasps> Ryan squared. Yes. Ryan Tannehill. Oh. I know. That Ryan. Yes. Okay. I know this last week, he kind of bummed you out a little bit if if, if you started him. He, he didn't impress very well. But statistically... Uh, I know the points weren't there, but had an overall good game. Completed over 77% of his passes. Had two touchdowns. Granted, sacked a bunch of times. I think he sacked six times in the game, so that's not good. And Derrick Henry just beasted out with the ball. So they didn't really need him to throw a ton. Um, So his yardage was down. That was really the only thing that was lacking this last week. Um, Against, you know, a a middle-of-the-road Indianapolis defense. This week, though, however... Going to Oakland. Great, great matchup. That's all I have to say there. Um, Oakland is is not good. They give up. They're like a sieve for points. They are. They're a poopy. They are. So, I mean, just fire him up. He's going to have a great rebound week. Um, he's been throwing multiple touchdowns um, pretty much every week since he's become the starting quarterback. Uh, which is saying a lot. Um, not many quarterbacks out there, you can say, have been throwing multiple touchdowns every single week um, for the season. So fire him up. He is going to be a great start for you this week, and you will not be disappointed. I love it. Fire up your damn Ryans, folks. Uh, yeah, both both plenty uh, uh, available in your leagues. Um, as is, or was, 
uh, coming into this this week. Um, basically, nobody had him prior to this week. It's Rashad Penny. Penny came out of nowhere these last two weeks. I don't know what happened. I don't know why Pete Carroll all of a sudden decided, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to play this guy. Uh, but he is, because over the last two contests against Philly, which, A, not a great matchup for running backs, uh, and then this past week against Minnesota, he's had at least 14 carries in both of those games. Uh, put up 26 in both of them, 26 fantasy points for you. And he just looks like he's going to keep rolling. Now, two weeks ago, he notched almost 130 rushing yards, didn't have any receiving work in that game, made up for it in this past game where he only had 74 rushing yards, but caught four passes for 33 yards and a touchdown. He's getting really, really involved. I don't know if this was their master plan all along to just save him for this stretch. Um, Carson's still getting plenty of work as well, but they're doing a, a real one-two punch here for once. And I, I really can't imagine that that just goes away anytime soon he doesn't have you know knock your socks off matchups uh at least this week against the rams but then he gets carolina in week 15 who has given up the most points to running back so if this stays consistent hell boy it's gonna be a league winning kind of scenario all right i have benny snell jr B Snells. Yes, only rostered in 29% of uh, ESPN leagues. Now, this this is on the premise that James Conner will not be playing this week. Um, obviously, if Conner plays, this kind of goes out the window here. But um, not a bad backup choice if you're looking for someone uh, in a spot start here. Well, we know Conner will probably get hurt anyway, let's be honest. Yeah, but for um, real. For what it sounds like right now, trending that Conner will not play this week, it sounds like it's a multi-week injury. So I, I would feel fairly confident that uh, Benny Snell will be playing. Uh, been in double-digit points the last two weeks. Great matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. They have given up two, three, six top 10 running back performances this season so far. Um, in those games, they've been giving up an average at least 18 points a game to running backs. Ugh. So, um, like I said, he, he if, if Connor isn't starting, I, I feel like he is a really good spot start for you um, going into your playoffs this week. I dig it. He's such a little a little bowling ball of, of uh, obliteration. Mm-hmm. He just, he pounds. He pounds. Uh, you know who else pounds? Who? His teammate, James Washington. Uh, he is my pickup of the week at wide receiver. Love me some James Washington here. Um, this is a situation where the quarterback kind of made him relevant. Mason Rudolph was supposed to make him Rudolph, uh, relevant like week three. And it just took so long to happen for some reason. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why things weren't clicking for him. I know, obviously, without Juju Smith-Schuster there, it's opened up plenty of work for him. He is kind of the, the de facto wide receiver one at this point. They don't obviously have James Conner or haven't had James Conner for a bit to catch those passes. Um, Vance McDonald isn't getting a lot funneled his way, so it is Washington's show, and the dude has balled out. He's had at least 90 yards and a touchdown in three of his last four. That's 
wild. Um, and he gets Arizona this week. So there's no no hesitation for me. Uh, Devlin Hodges looks to be the quarterback again this week. I think that's going to be just fine for James Washington. He delivered uh, 111 yards for him last week. He doesn't get a ton of targets, which is a little scary. But he gets so many quality deep passes when it does get launched downfield it's mm-hmm. almost always going to james washington so that that clears up some of my hesitation about the the, the target share and i am rolling with him nice well i've got for my wide receiver this week debo samuel of the san francisco 49ers debo ever since um middle of the season here about week eight he's been balling out uh, been in double digit points pretty much every week um, not a ton of volume the last couple weeks which is unfortunate but still been getting it done because he's had the the big plays and the touchdown which really helps um, but the you know going against Baltimore this last week okay you can kind of understand the the low volume there uh, Green Bay I just take that as an aberration um, but they did give up the big chunk plays to him. But the two weeks before that, um, double-digit targets, which you love to see, um, eight receptions in those games. Uh, New Orleans is middle of the road as far as defense, uh, giving up fantasy points to the wide receivers. And I just love his schedule the next two weeks. New Orleans and then Atlanta the next week. So uh, set yourself up really good here for the playoffs if you can get him. He's still under 50% rostered on ESPN leagues which is shocking yeah, I don't uh, considering he's that. been doing he's been very consistent here the second half of the season so I think that's going to continue I think you're finally seeing him blossom uh, he's healthy this year so you're finally seeing him blossom into um, the wide receiver that we all thought he was going to be I was going to say I thought we we're talking like bar mitzvah kind of blossoming here is he becoming a man is he's he all sorts a man? of man uh, do you think it's just because he's a rookie that people are still tentative? You know, when you talk rookie wide receivers, is there still that stink of that? There could be. Um, like I said, he was kind of injured to, to start the year and came on slow. You know, I I, I don't think it's any coincidence that um, since Emmanuel Sanders came into town to kind of take some of that pressure off, that, that he's been getting more looks and more targets um, just because he is not the only wide receiver in town now you know they can't throw to george kittle every single time he's been dinged up as well um so kind of all those things combined is what has really helped him here the second half of the season i love it go get him and also go get jack doyle uh tight end for the indianapolis colts he's my pickup for this week uh who who else is is the quarterback going to throw to who Absolutely. else is Jacoby going to throw to? It's it's There's Jack Doyle and it's no, no one. one there. It's Jack Doyle and in a small assembly of fans that they have to corral before every week's game. It's like a lottery contest, mm-hmm. I think. They just pull people out of the seats, slap some helmets on them, and say, "Go try and block for Jack, <laughs> so we can throw him the ball." <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and he gets to play Tampa Bay this week, who is the second worst against tight ends. It's just magic. It's absolute magic. And I don't think it even matters. His, uh, you know, his matchups after this week aren't great. He gets Carolina and New Orleans. Um, you know, they're, they're certainly lower tier matchups that you prefer not to, to launch into if you don't have to. But with somebody like this who's going to get that volume, and especially in the red zone, 
I I can't back away from Jack. Okay. So my tight end that we're talking about here. I know you've got some opinions on this. Uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) He is your player to cut bait on while he is my waiver wire pickup of the week. Oh, Um, man. So we're going to start with me because it's my turn. It is your turn. All right. So Mike Gusecki. Dolphins. Only 10% rostered. So he's widely available. Um, Over the last... Five weeks, he's been in double-digit points three of those weeks. Um, So he's showing some consistency. And he scored touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's been averaging at least six targets over the last five weeks. As we said already with uh, Mr. Fitz and Spurts, the Mm. Dolphins are not giving in. They're not tanking right now. That's right. Um, You know, they, they are playing hard out till the end of the season. And I know... With the Jets, it doesn't look good on paper as far as fantasy points to the tight end. They the Jets are actually very good um, at, at at covering the tight end, but when they played the Jets earlier this season, Mike Kosecki was the number five tight end in that week, which is great. It is great. That is fantastic. I mean, that's what you want. So. Let's just get into the players that cut bait on. We'll start with tight end. Oh, we're going way back. Oh, I like it. Counterpoint. Yeah, I like it. Uh, counterpoint is his matchups are dookie. Uh, we already talked about it, but uh, the Jets and then the Giants is who he faces in succession here. That is the fourth and fifth worst against tight ends. And I know that you said he did just fine um previously against the jets he did and six receptions for 95 yards and that's true and that's great that i mean though if you could tell me that he will get those numbers this week i will insert him into my lineup immediately he's gonna get those numbers this week i will not insert him <laughs> in my lineup immediately i didn't believe you i don't believe the conviction there was a lot different uh there is a lot of of different things happening for for starters for that so number one they were playing at home uh, which is going to be different than playing uh, in the Jets' territory. Number two, Preston Williams was still there, basically kind of as their number one guy. But what about Devontae Parker? They had more options. Devontae Parker, thank you so much for bringing him up, has been crushing lately, which has actually been taking away from Gesicki. Um, that game that you're talking about where, where Gesicki had six for 95, Devontae Parker only had four for 57. Those aren't the kind of games that he's been having lately. Um, I expect Devontae Parker to still be the funnel for Ryan Pitts, Fitzpatrick here. Um, Fitzpatrick has really started to open up a lot more lately, which has equated to a lot more deep passes, which is not really Gesicki's game. It's not that he's... Uh, you know, a four-yard from the line of scrimmage kind of player, because that's not true either. I just worry that we're looking at that game and and hoping to copy and paste it into this week, and I'm I'm just not there with him. I'm just not there. Counterpoint. <laughs> counter counterpoint. Counter counterpoint. Okay. Go so, said said receiver Preston Williams, mm-hmm. who is now injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time they played the Jets. He was the number six wide receiver on the week. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. So I don't think necessarily that having him gone and, and Devontae Parker getting funneled more targets is necessarily 
the end-all be-all here. I think that he is a very good tight end. They're finding ways to use him. He's being more and more involved. Uh, finally coming into his own after all the hype last year as a rookie. Um, so just don't sleep on him. I will say based in, uh, purely on volume, based on his targets, because they have been consistent. Mm-hmm. There are worse options, I think. But we're talking fantasy playoffs, so I just believe that there are better options from here on out. And if you're not going to play him this week and feel comfortable, and I personally would not because I have plenty of other options this week that I would uh, rather have, and we're going to talk about a few of them, in fact, uh, coming up, um, then then he doesn't need to be on my, on my roster. And again, against the Giants, that's a real bad matchup again for tight ends. Yes, he does get the Bengals in Week 16. I guess if you want to hold him for that, feel free. But I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him until then, which is why I'm just cutting them all together. Okay, so let's go through some tight ends here. Okay. I'll start naming some off okay. and who their opponent is. You tell me who you'd rather start. Sounds good. So right above Mike Gusecki, Gusecki here, mm-hmm. um, we've got Darren Fells going against Denver. Yeah, I'll take Fells. Okay. What about Ryan Griffin going against Miami? Ooh. Um, let me take a look. I'm going to go Griffin. Okay. How about Noah Fant going against Houston? I think I would do Gusecki. All right. How about O.J. Howard going against Oh, Gusecki. Are you kidding? You're, you're supposed to list real <laughs> tight ends here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jacob Hollister. Who's he playing? Going against the Rams. Hollister's just been so good. And he has the more the boom potential. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... It's not that Gesicki doesn't necessarily either. Oh, this is like Sophie's Choice. I think I would actually prefer Hollister. Okay. How about Gerald Everett going against Seattle? Well, I don't know that he's going to necessarily okay. play. All right. Um... If Hig- Fair enough. And Higby, so it's I guess it's a toss-up. If you wait it out and Everett is for sure a go, and he uh, and he's playing, um, obviously, he's the Seahawks. Saying he, let's say he's healthy. You play them because Seahawks have really given up. They're, they're top five uh, worst, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. uh, against the tight end. So I'd, I'd lean them. Okay. Then we start getting into more of the top ten. For sure. The, more, the more, more of the, the quote-unquote for sure thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which we know is never... Yes. That's just horse poopy. Yes. It's horse cock. Okay. So All he's right. not the worst option out there. No, he's not. And I didn't know. I didn't say he was the worst option. However, you're talking about really six teams playing for a, a fantasy playoff spot mm-hmm. here. Right? And so can I name six options that are better than him? Absolutely. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We want to work backwards. Well, let's keep with your tight end here. Yeah, absolutely. So my tight end this week is Jared Cook. Now, I know he's been playing very well lately, but going against the Niners. Is that a bad matchup for tight ends, Dustin? It is a bad matchup for tight ends. You you could say the worst possible matchup (laughs) against tight ends. Um, I know he's been balling out lately. He's been playing very, very well. I score, he's been scoring touchdowns. Uh, I believe he was my start of the week or my, my waiver wire pickup or a couple weeks ago. Uh, 
he's he's been doing great. He's definitely come on as the season has has uh, progressed here, which is what we wanted to see. However, I don't think you can start him in this matchup unless you're absolutely desperate for a start at tight end. Uh, going against San Francisco uh, in your fantasy playoffs, I just I feel like there's better options out there available. Firmly agree on that. And again, you don't you don't have to be you shouldn't have to feel that desperate. Exactly, point. you shouldn't. Shouldn't. You might. <laughs> you shouldn't. Uh, at wide receiver, this one stings. Um, I was high on him this offseason, and I've held off on saying this for as long as possible. But Brandon Cooks can no longer be on your roster because there's no longer a matchup where you can feel comfortable starting him. Well, I, you just have a hard time trusting that offense altogether, let's be honest. Also true. I know they had a great week this last week, but Jared Goff it was Arizona. Everybody pretty much has good weeks against Arizona. Except for Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Except for Brandon Cooks, who ends up with two catches for 24 yards. That's not the kind of stat line that I envisioned with, with Brandon Cooks. No. Yes, he's been bad. Uh, all season long, and he's been dealing with the concussions, and so in and out based on that. He's hit double-digit points, fantasy points, just three times all year. (laughs) And he's had great matchups. He just has not been able to get it done. And so it's now, at this point, I can't put him into my lineups in playoff weeks. Oh, gosh, no. If you you can't do that that. against Arizona, a lot of people are going to feel like they have to hold on to him because of the name. Right, And maybe you took him in the fifth round, and so you don't want to drop him. You can't be doing that at this point in the season. It's, it's, it's done. That's over. Um, there's no better matchups coming for him. If Jared Goff can put up 55 fantasy points and Brandon Cooks can't even nibble at you know 5% of that, you got to cut him. Absolutely. So my wide receiver this week is Allen Robinson. For the playoffs here... Terrible, terrible matchups. I really, you can't get a whole lot worse than this. So (laughs) Chicago goes up against Baltimore this week at home, which, okay, that's fine. But it's still Baltimore. Yep. And then you go to Pittsburgh and then to New England for the championship week. Uh, You you just can't trust it. I don't trust the Chicago offense. Um, and, and the last couple weeks, yeah, he's done really, really well. Scored over 20 points in our scoring format on ESPN. Uh, had over 100 yards a couple weeks ago. Scored a touchdown the last couple weeks. Been peppered with targets. But they also played the Giants and Detroit. And I just don't like it at all. Agreed. Um, and to be fair, um, what's his name? Anthony Miller. Thank you. You read the Did mind it. meld here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been um, balling out lately. He's been getting a lot more targets. It seems like he's finally he's healthy. Hog. And for some reason, Trubisky's starting to look his way. So if, if he's getting more targets, then um, you know I don't think there's anything to to get overly excited about. There. I remember like three weeks ago on this show, me just just slapping myself in the face pretty much because of my offseason take which looked so bad just three weeks ago that anthony miller would eventually surpass Allen robinson as the team's number one on that and this was when i then i was touting you have to start Allen robinson because he's going to get 100 yards plus against uh the giants which was true 
But also, I think maybe Anthony Miller is finally starting to do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is because he's finally healthy. Right. I don't know. So I just want to um, do a, st- uh, a correction here oh. real quickly for oh. our listeners. Okay. Um, looks like in our show doc, there must have been gremlins that got in there. Allen <laughs> Robinson does not have those three matchups in the playoffs here. <gasps> Still not a good matchup this week. Um, he's got Dallas this week. And I then, believed you. And then Green Bay and then Kansas City. Um, what? So, Why I didn't know. I look at that and notice that uh, Green Bay was not listed? I don't know. So, right. um, still a bad matchup this week against Dallas. Their their pass defense has been very stout uh, this season. So, um, I still wouldn't start him. Obviously, he's in my um, do not start list, player to cut bait on. Um, but I just wanted to make sure I was... Uh, Fully transparent with our listeners, just so I didn't Good get call. all the uh, the hate at me. Um, <laughs> I'm telling me how wrong I am about the schedule. So. Do it anyways. You know people that stopped listening immediately after that paused it just to tweet you I hope that so. you're a big dum-dum and then started listening again. And you can't take that tweet back. So you're still going to get those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you, know, do you know where those three teams came from? No. My running back player to cut bait on. Oh yeah, wrong box. Sloppy transitions. Oops. Do you Oops. want to read off his true matchups once more, so everybody uh, has so, them? Away. Dallas this week, okay. Green Bay next week at Green Bay, and then Kansas City at home. Okay, still not wonderful. No, and all of the points about Anthony Miller still hold true. Yes, matchup or no matchup. Um, my running back to cut bait on is Damian Williams. Now, this is verified, <laughs> this information for these matchups. He gets New England, Denver, and Chicago. Not a plus matchup in the bunch. Nope. All bottom half. Uh, obviously, we know New England, bad. Stay away, for the most part. Yes. Unless your name's Lamar Jackson. Or um, everybody has the flu again. Or everybody. <laughs> yeah. Can we stop with the, uh, you know, Patriots have been figured out uh, takes? Yes. Now, literally like half their team was sick. Yes. Uh, we talked about it last week in the episode. This mm-hmm. was a good time to maybe consider starting people against them because they were sick. They got the flu, people. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played with the flu? No, I don't get up from the couch with the flu. I was going to say, I probably wouldn't be podcasting if I had the flu. That's exactly right. We'd, we'd, <laughs> we'd call this one out. Um, in any case, Damian Williams... One, I don't know if he's going to get healthy and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Two, if he gets healthy and stays healthy, is he still atop the depth chart entirely? Does it split up more now that Darwin Thompson has shown up? Does Daryl Williams get back in the mix with the other Williams? I don't think he's going to be back. Daryl? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think Daryl's going to be back this next week. I think he's going to need a couple weeks to uh But even beyond up. that. So sure. if he misses this week and he comes back, well, does he still re- retain what about a McCoy? partial pass catching? <laughs> You, Look, you, he's you, there. You oddly missed his name. He is naming there. off running backs. No, he certainly is there. <laughs> and no, that's not fair. He he will get touches. Will right. he do a lot with those touches? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. Um, but yes, he is there. Very. Thank you for for pointing that out. <laughs> but in any case, it's muddled, it's messy, and there's bad matchups to boot. So I'm off firmly. All right. So my running back is Devin Singletary. Now. Let me tell you about his uh, schedule here in the fantasy playoffs. Oh, he's got Baltimore. Oh, he goes to Pittsburgh and then he goes to New England. Wait a minute, shocker! I know. <laughs> so basically, everything I said about Allen Robinson, you transfer over here. Not good matchups. Um, these teams, they they're very good defenses. I know Buffalo has been playing very well. 
Singletary has been balling out the last couple weeks uh, against some decent defenses. I mean, he had Denver a couple weeks ago, Dallas last mm-hmm. week. Uh, you know, had had pretty decent weeks. Has been getting the volume, getting the carries, which you love to see. I'm sure he still will get the carries. I just don't know how much he's going to be able to do with them. And I feel like Baltimore, uh, Baltimore. That's their matchup this Buffalo? week. Buffalo is going to be playing from behind in all these games. So it's going to be very hard for Ooh. them to to play their normal uh, run the ball, control the clock type game that they do. Yeah, I think I'm actually really excited to watch just the Bills and Ravens game. I'm actually super psyched about it because I, I do think people are sleeping on the Bills still a little bit. Mm-hmm. And part of it's just because of their division. And it's you the know, Bills. They've so been bad since fair. the 90s. Let's be, you know. I know they made the playoffs last year, year before, but... Just barely. Barely. But they did it. You know, but no one really got excited about that. Those fans did. Did they? Ah, probably. <laughs> for a bit. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bill's Mafia. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, quarterback to cut bait on, working our way back towards the end. Derek Carr for me. I, I don't I don't know why I still have to say this in week 13, but Derek Carr is not a great real or fantasy quarterback to have on your team. And it's not that he hasn't had some, some okay games. He certainly has had okay games. He's never had uh, really knock-your-socks-off games. Maybe once, week eight against Houston, he did, he did pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the rarity for him. Even with John Gruden's excellent coaching, um, it's not somebody that I'm targeting here. He gets Tennessee, Jacksonville, and then the Chargers to finish up his schedule. I don't like that. All Again, all bottom half in terms of uh, what you want to look at for a favorable matchup. And he, he has a tendency. Well, let's start with this. He hasn't thrown multiple touchdowns since week nine against Detroit. The last time that he faced the Chargers... He threw for just one touchdown. Um, he did uh, exceed 200 passing yards, which I guess is something. It's not bad, right? Um, but he's been turnover prone since then, throwing four interceptions to just two touchdowns. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's a weapons thing. Everybody on the team has started to hit a little bit of a decline, it looks mm-hmm. like, save for maybe Josh Jacobs. It's because Hunter uh, went on IR. Oh. He's the heart and soul of that offense, man. Little little man Renfro. That's right. Little man big heart Renfro. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is, I don't like him. There's nothing here that says you have to start this guy in the playoffs. So just just leave him be. Mm-hmm. All right. And my quarterback this week. It makes me really sad to say this because um, he has it? been just kind of old, reliable. Like he, uh, he's someone that you know I've always kind of quietly rooted for. And. Is it because he has 19 children to look after? Well, that might be part of it. You know, I don't want to see them go hungry. Rooting for them kids. But uh, it's Philip Rivers, old man Rivers. He has been looking just so poor the last half dozen weeks here. Um, and it's, it's not like he's had bad matchups. Um, no. You know, against KC a couple weeks ago, only 18 fantasy points, one touchdown versus four interceptions. Uh, Oakland the week before that. Three interceptions. Uh, he threw another interception this last week against Denver. He's got Jacksonville, as you said. You know, Jacksonville's kind of not the worst matchup on the, on the planet, but for whatever reason, he is just not looking really good. Um, I don't know if this is 
the beginning of the end for him. And this, I was gonna say. this maybe is the last hurrah this season. Uh, I know there's an outside chance that they still make the playoffs. But, you know, I, I don't honestly think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, he just he's, looks he's, wiped, yes, doesn't he? Yes. He looks tired. He does. He needs a break. He needs a nap. He really does. So, I mean, not <laughs> someone I'd be confident in starting here uh, uh, in, in the playoffs. No, and that's, again, an overarching theme for mm-hmm. all of this. You should have confidence in the guys that you're playing in, in your playoffs, even if it's for one week. So, if there is somebody, again, Orion Fitzpatrick, I would much rather start against mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers. Even if it was only, even if Fitzpatrick's matchups after this week were New England and San Francisco. I'd still rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick for that one awesome matchup and big game right. than Philip Rivers for three showings. Exactly. So, all right. Speaking about bad stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get to the baddest of the bad. Yes. We're talking shit show. The shit show of the week. And do you want to kick us off? Yes, please. Okay. I'd love to. All right. So I've got Mr. Nick Foles. Not BDF. Shrunken? Any, any longer. Is it shrinkage? Yes. Is that what's happened That's here? That's right. Ugh. And he was not in the pool. Uh. <laughs> uh, 7 for 14, 93 yards, an interception, two fumbles, and three sacks, and got pulled for the game and lost his starting job. Woof. That's, a rough, that's a rough day at the office. Woof. That is bad. Uh, the good news is he's making, you know, like $50 million this year, so that's good. <laughs> so he's got that going yes. for him, which is nice. It is nice. Uh, so all the people who thought that Nick Foles was the salvation still, because I know people were out there believing. Because Minshew, he's a rookie, and he had hot start, mm-hmm. and then he kind of tapered off a little bit, mm-hmm. as rookies are known to do. You're Absolutely. not always going to explode every Absolutely. week. And, and then I think people just kind of gave up on him, and they wanted... The old new thing, which was Nick Foles, and oh, the eh, stash is back. It didn't work, man. I don't, don't. <laughs> I don't know. Just don't. All right. So who um, do you got? My shit show this week is Marquise Brown, wide receiver for the Baltimore Not even Ravens. Not the Hollywood. No, no. He's more like Reno, I think, at this point, Oof. at best. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe San Pedro. I don't know. San Diego. He whales vagina <laughs> of a wide receiver. He uh, and look, it's not that it wasn't partially to be expected. He had to play San Francisco. Yeah, talked about a lot. It's a Absolutely. tough matchup. It's a tough matchup for most folks. But one catch for one yard, still not what you expect no. from somebody like that. And again, he's a rookie too, so mm-hmm. I get it. He's not always going to ball out, but to go so far below balling out. As to barely register a yard on the day, man. And Lamar had a fine day, Mm -hmm. fantasy-wise. And and most of that went to Mark Andrews, though. Which my team is very thankful for. Absolutely. So you're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, Mark Wees, better days ahead. Better days ahead. That's right. Okay, let's move on to some some more positivity around here. Uh, Some of our best matchups for the week. Uh, I'll lead us off here with this. I've got Baker Mayfield. The quarterback everybody loves to hate on. <laughs> yeah, me included. Honestly. But going against Cincinnati this week, they are giving up the six most fantasy points per week on average to the quarterback. So uh, they're not good on defense. Um, I, I feel like the um, 
Browns are starting to get things together here. Things are starting to gel a little bit more. They're finding their rhythm. Doesn't seem like they're trying to force the ball to OBJ every single play on offense. You know, Jarvis Landry's more involved. Kareem Hunt's been a big um, catcher out of the backfield yes, as far as uh, receiving. You know, Nick Chubb's still in there. Uh, I feel like they're much more balanced at this point. Uh, is, and this is all as long as their offensive line can actually give him a little bit of time, um, which shouldn't be an issue with Cincinnati. It's not like their defense is super scary. So I feel like Baker's going to have another good week this week. Fully, I can get on board with Baker this week. I, I've personally given him a lot of shit, um, and 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 with good reason, I think. Absolutely. Um, and that little bit, it was like the too big for your britches kind of thing with that mm-hmm. whole Cleveland situation. Yes. Um, and so it, it was nice to see it kind of tempered a little bit. Uh, but yes, I, I fully believe that he's a, a, a quality start this week, as is perhaps... Dwayne Haskins? Question mark? Uh, man, I never thought that I would actually be be saying that out loud. And it, and no, to answer your question, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> However, it doesn't feel good hearing that. He is playing against the Packers this week. Makes it doubly tough uh, to, to get these words out. But the Packers have given up chunk plays left and right all year long. We haven't really had to face a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. at all this year. Uh, and yes, I said we, for all you people listening. I know, I know I'm not playing. However, Doesn't I can matter. use the collective we for this group. Uh, he's had real bad outings. Dwayne Haskin has not a startable week in the bunch so far. And if anybody can correct that, very sadly, I, he's not going to get a lot of touchdowns. Um, Green Bay's uh, a bend don't break kind of offense, but holy shit, do they bend? Um, and they bend to the will of of scrambling QBs certainly. And again, that's Dwayne Haskins' memo. I think if you're desperate, and again, you do have to be desperate. I'm thinking more two quarterback leagues. You got to fire up Dwayne Haskins in a one QB league. I, I do believe that there are other better options out there. Um, certainly. Baker is one of those guys. But again, two QB leagues. I know you're out there listening. You can start Dwayne Haskins this week. Yes, I agree. Kind of. I don't feel really good about Partially. it. I don't feel good about it either, but but I, I do think, unfortunately, that's going to be the way it goes. All right, so my running back this week, best matchup is James White, the Patriots, going against Kansas City. They give up the most fantasy points per game to running backs, which is nice. And they also are in the top 10 for giving up points to wide receivers. So James White, we know he likes to catch the ball in the backfield. He's one of the couple players that Tom Brady actually trusts on this team right now. Hmm. Um, You know, their kind of offensive identity is in flux right now because they have Edelman, they have James White. That's about it. Nikhil Harry's, you know, just coming back after being injured, still not fully acclimated with the offense. They got Sanu at the trade deadline. Again, not fully acclimated with the offense. Running backs, I mean, you got Sony Michelle. He doesn't catch balls out of the backfield. I, I'm pretty sure he's got stone hands, literally stone hands, uh, so he can't physically catch balls. Uh, Rex Burkhead has never been a big uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. They don't have a tight end to speak of. 
So he is going to be the number two receiving option. And again, going against Kansas City, uh, who loves to just bleed points. Oh, God. I, yeah. I feel like, you know, he, he's a good flex-worthy start option this week. I like it. Especially because they have him in one of my leagues. i got to watch him dominate last week. It felt good. My running back to start this week is going to be Devonta Freeman. Falcons are going up against the Panthers. Um, last time that these two teams faced off, some weird shit happened. I, I don't expect the same weird kind of shit to happen. But I do expect Carolina to give up points to the running back as they have all year long. They No team gives up more points to the position than the Panthers do. Panthers have allowed 19 rushing touchdowns. That is six more than the next worst team, which happens to be Green Bay. And they don't give up a ton of receiving yardage, but Devonta Freeman's game hasn't really been in the receiving uh, uh, core this year. Um, he, he's still a borderline RB2 most weeks, but this is the kind of week that if you drafted him, you've been waiting for um, for him to go off. He didn't get to play Carolina last time that they faced off. That was the Brian Hill show. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, but this week should be uh, uh, fringe RB1 territory for sure. And in fact, I'm even considering starting him over somebody like Alvin Kamara, who gets to play the 49ers this week. Yes. Not bad. How, how do you feel he's going to with the health? Uh, he's he's not been fully healthy, I don't think, all year. Okay. So what you, what he's done this year is pretty much what you should expect. I mean, I love the matchup. There's, I love the matchup. Sure. I'm just worried, is he going to be able to stay on the field? What's his workload going to be this week coming back? There's always the risk that he he gets taken out of the game. That's, that's a full possibility. I think in the time that he's out there, supposing that he doesn't get taken out, you know, five plays into the game, I think you'll be very happy with what you get, um, even on those first few drives. Mm -hmm. This is one of those grudge matches where I think they will leave their best players out there. So if it's not a, a hardcore injury issue, I don't, I don't see a problem with Freeman staying out there. What do you feel about um, Carolina with Riverboat Ron being fired today? That uh, that is mind-boggling. Do you, do you first think the of players all. are going to rally and in Carolina is going to play with a little bit more gusto this week? Hmm. No, I don't. I don't think this is one of those. I think the offense could. I think the offense could do that. Riverboat Ron. Maybe they want to take that philosophy to heart even more. Mm -hmm. The offense does this week, and they're just saying, fuck it, we're going forward on every play. We're never punting the ball away. That's Hey, that's a possibility. I don't think that their defense is going to necessarily respond in a way that's going okay. to shut down Fair Atlanta. Um, that narrative, it's always possible. Yeah, just throwing the it's question out possible. there. Uh, but no, I don't see it having a tremendous impact on the defense. Okay. All right, my wide receiver is Jarvis Landry. Uh, doubling up on the... Going against the Bengals this week with the Browns. Just lighting them on fire. Uh, Landry has been probably the most consistent player other than Nick Chubb on that offense this season. Um, he's been much more involved in the last few weeks. Him and Baker seem to be getting getting that connection now. Um, he, and he's been surprisingly consistent most of the season. Uh, but in the last six weeks, he's scored touchdowns in at least five of those weeks. Uh, which is always nice. He's been double-digit targets over the last six, seven weeks, which you love to see that. 
Uh, and I just think it's a great matchup. Again, for all the reasons about how bad Cincinnati's defense is, still applies right here. And he's just good. Mm-hmm. I think we have to finally admit that Jarvis Landry is just a quality wide receiver. Absolutely. He's not flashy. <laughs> no. He, he doesn't make the big splash plays. He can every once in a while. Did you he see can. that toe tapper last Absolutely. week, though? Absolutely. He can. Yes. But overall, you know, he's just the, he's like the workman. He just goes in, runs his route, catches balls, get back to the line, do it all over again. It's nothing special, but he just gets the job done. Yep, that's right. Quality shit right Absolutely. There. Uh, this week in my wide receiver spot, I'm targeting the same team that I targeted last week in the spot. I put Alan Lazard here last week because he was facing... The New York football Giants. Which worked out very well. It did. He happened to have his first 100-yard uh, uh, day and of his touchdown. career. And a touchdown. He had a, a nice little showing yeah, absolutely. there. Absolutely. I hope that that continues because it looks like he should be the de facto number two wide receiver from this point forward. I don't even know how you can argue that. Um, so this week it's Alshon Jeffrey. I don't know that people need a ton of confidence in Alshon if you have him at this point. But he's had a shaky season. He just has. Um and it's not all, again, because of the talent. It's a lot of his health. He's been banged up all year, which seems to be his M.O. Mm-hmm. from now on. Um, but he's certainly had some stinkers, mostly against uh, conference, interconference stuff. Dallas, think back to that game. Yes, that was ugh, woof. Um, but the Giants just cannot stop quality wide receivers they just can't and so um i i fully imagine that alshon will get a heavy dose of targets here mm-hmm. from carson wentz not a lot of other options there still for as far as wide receivers zach Ertz should be up there dallas goddard will get they'll get theirs and that'll be fine um but alshon should have a big day all right and then we will finish up with the tight ends because we have to we do Actually, no, we don't. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. But Fuck it. that wouldn't be fair. We need to be... I guess. And actually, I do kind of want to talk about this one. Okay. You want to talk about my <laughs> time? Great. So well, I have... there's some lingering uh, yeah. debate here. So I have Mike Gusecki. Mm-hmm. If you want to know all the reasons why I think this is a great matchup and you should start him, yep. go back about 30 minutes. Yep. Listen to my waiver wire pickup. It's all right there. I don't yep. need to repeat it. I like him this week. Mm-hmm. Start him. And if you want to hear all the reasons why you shouldn't start him, rewind about 29 minutes, and then you can listen to those reasons uh, given by myself. I made a note of this, even when uh, I first went into the show sheet here. This is a potential beer bet here, okay. and, I, and I think I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to have to do it. All right. So what's and the line? I want to make this a two-week bet. Okay. Are Are you feeling that? I want Jets Giants. Now, it's up to you because I did wait until the best matchup section. I understand that this is only for this week. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, do you, to project this same sense of stability next week, my assumption is yes because your argument is based on target share mostly mm-hmm. and efficiency. Do you think a two-weeker is in order here? What's the line? All right. I think Mike Gusecki will not finish as a top 12 option over the next two weeks. Either week. In fact, I'll go so far not just bundling together. I will say neither week will he be a top 12. Hmm. That's how confident I am on this. I will take that bet. Done. All right. Clink him up. Cheers. Woo! So we will figure that out in a couple of weeks or next week, potentially. Well. If he busts out this week and has a top 12 week, I guess that's been decided. This is true. So there you go. I I, I feel so bad at this point <laughs> for how many times you've had to chug on this podcast. I'm just trying to give him away. 
uh, but I still don't think I have. All right. Um, so, Gusecki, my start of the week at tight end. Look, it's the guy going off against Arizona. It's Vance McDonald. You're playing Arizona. I'm starting you here. Absolutely. There's no reason I'm not going to do that. Last week, I put Jared Everett in this spot. Now, to be fair, uh, a couple days after we recorded, it was decided he wasn't good enough to play. So Everett sat. However, Tyler Higby fucking went off <laughs> against of him. Of course he did. And it, again, it doesn't matter. Is he as good as Everett? I don't know. But he's good enough to beat the, the Cardinals. So Vance McDonald it is again this week. Fire him up. Okay. Let's you want to talk about our bowl? You want to get real bold? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, I already let's feel like it. I got moderately bold with our beer butt, but let's get, let's get bolder. All right. So my bold prediction this week, Jared Goff is con- going to continue to ball out. I know they have a very slim chance of making the playoffs, but there's a lot of pride on this team. I feel like that um, he's going to continue and pick up where he left off from last week. Um, he's going to have 300 yards and three touchdowns versus Seattle this week. And Brandon Cooks will have four yards and zero <laughs> touchdowns this week. Wow, that's... Look, if you recall last week, I said hold Goff for that matchup against Arizona and then drop him. And I, I still feel kind of confident about that. Um, so this is extra bold, I would say. Just right. based on what he's been doing. Uh, the last last few weeks. Um, last week excluded, of course. My bold prediction, I'm doubling down. This is the tight end show. We should just rename the show The Tight End Show. Well, no, we don't want to do that. No? No. Are you sure we could change the graphic to no. something really gross? No. Okay. I don't like it at all. All right, fine. Not at all. It's apparently not up for debate. No. <laughs> all right, my bold <laughs> prediction this week is that the aforementioned Vance McDonald, who again gets Arizona, and Jeremy Sprinkle, who, the tight end for Washington, who, as you might recall, is playing Green Bay, who, as you might recall, is also terrible against the tight end. This is truth. I am going to say that the two of them combine for 125 yards receiving. Now, if that does not sound bold for you, because 125 yards between two players doesn't sound like that much, may I offer this? Uh, Vance McDonald has averaged 22 yards per game over his season. Jeremy Sprinkle has averaged 16 yards per game. Neither has surpassed 40 yards in a single game. But Arizona and Green Bay average 148.5 yards given up to tight ends per week. So it's almost, it's really, it's almost too easy, I think. The odds are in their favor. They, they, it really is. It's a hunger game situation. So, and they're gonna, they're gonna feast. All right. Well, that about wraps up this week's show. Any last things you'd like to add here, Jake? It's a bad sign when I still haven't finished my beer by this point in the podcast. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't grow on me at all. Nope. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, Three Sheeps. We Try love you again. in other ways. Yes. But send those ways to us. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, I have nothing else to add other than go get them, folks. It's fucking playoffs. That's right. That's right. Have some fun. Do a lot of trash talking to your opponents here over the next few weeks. It's the last little bit of trash talking you're going to get for the entire offseason. Unless, of course, you win. Then yeah. you get that entire offseason of uh, trash talking. Forever and ever. And but, into the next season. That's right. But um, 
Hit us up if you have any last-minute start-sit questions here going into your playoff week. Uh, we're here to help you, give you any advice you need. You can find us at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And until next week, good luck and keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Woo! Cheers, FFers. <laughs> <laughs>